penalty. It's Rapino against Van Feenendaal. It's 1-0. The USA won. The Netherlands nil. Foul, the game's opening up. Rosa foul. Lovely run. Great goal. Brilliant goal. Rosa foul might have won the World Cup for the United States. For the fourth time, the United States of America are crowned champions of the world. And for the very first time, they've done it on European soil. It is finished at the Stade de Lyon in the final in victory and joy for the United States. Hey everyone, welcome to Settle the Score. I'm Allison. I'm Madeline. Oh boy. <laughs> it didn't get much better. It really didn't. You know, we were... Uh, we last uh, covered the Sweden match, and we were pretty hopeful. You know, it was a terrible game. We were like, that's out of our system. Uh, everybody has a bad day. We just happen to have the entire team had a bad day together. Unfortunately, it feels like that bad day is continuing. Yes. And it's funny because we still don't completely have all of the information because of the way that Australia game went. I believe everyone is referring to it as a professional draw. It might have been a good idea to hold off on the Jets and save your energy. However, the 6-1 win against New Zealand, despite the scoreline, was not particularly inspiring. Yeah, I think... I think we needed, yes, we saved our energy. Yes, we, you know, came second out of the group, which was what we were kind of anticipating and hoping for going into that match, I suppose. But having, I, you know, I wanted us to build confidence against New Zealand and then go into this Australia match, which is a better team than New Zealand, and gain confidence there so that when we went into this, you know, knockout stage in the quarterfinals that we had shaken off whatever had, you know, ruffled us in that match against Sweden. And I don't think we got the opportunity to do that because of the way that Australia match was played. So I don't know what that means. I don't know. I think if you even take away everything in terms of match strategy, the bottom line is some players are having a terrible, uncharacteristically terrible tournament. The two players that come to my mind the most are Samantha Mewis and Abby Dahlkemper, inexplicably inexplicably playing like hot, hot, stinky, stinky garbage. (laughs) And even just aside from those two outstandingly poor performances, no one else is being great at completing their passes. If you look at the stats of the tournament, we are very low down in all of the rankings. There are so many turnovers almost to the point where they've been instructed to, to make it look like they're bad at handling the ball. Just constant dribbling into opponents and then losing the ball across the board. It just makes me feel like game management or no, something's wrong. And I am truly confounded as to what it is because this is not the team that had been playing for the year leading up to this tournament. It really... it. It doesn't. Yes. I Madeline asked me just a few minutes ago, are you upset? And I honestly, I am disappointed, but I am more than anything confused. I, 
I don't understand what's happening, why it's happening. And I'm like, you know, was I just misled? And was I not, did I have rose colored glasses on this past entire year watching our team play? I just don't understand what's happening. Uh, and I know people are like, Oh, you know, they're coming second out of the group. We're going to turn it on against New Zealand, New Zealand, the Netherlands. And if that's the case, and that's been the game plan, amazing. This performance deserves an Oscar, but I just, I don't know it. it I'm just confused and I'm a little disheartened, uh, but we do have another match. We did make it through. I was, you know, I was concerned we weren't going to get out of group play, but Australia too is moving on in third place. So we would have been able to move forward regardless, it seems. But wow. Wow. I too, I think confusion is the exact right emotion. I'm not even upset, like you said, just confused because I don't feel like this is the team that I know. So it's hard to feel extremely upset. And if they go out on Friday, which if they play the way they've been playing, they will. I, I'm, I'm just baffled as to what happened. I know a lot of people have been pointing out the 1-1 tie against Sweden uh, earlier that, that happened before we left and have been pointing out how they felt that tactically Vladko hadn't figured out Sweden in that match and that was a sign of things to come. And I suppose I see that argument, but I, I, I actually don't think it's tactics because, you know, there's some things I might have tightened up or changed tactically on, on Vlatko's end, but that doesn't account for the fact that they can't complete passes. Right. That's it's the, the basics. That's the thing that's confusing me. They, it's the basics. As you said, I can't count the number of times Kristen Press and Tobin Heath dribbled into defenses and just had the ball stripped of, you know, from them within seconds. You know, that, that's not like either of them. Uh, passes that were, you know, 40 feet past sometime. Maybe, okay, not that far, but like a good Felt 8 like to it. 10 feet past the, you know, the player intended or directly to uh, the defense. It was just, you know, I made the joke with the Sweden match. Maybe we were just going for the highlighter jerseys, but that can't be. New Zealand was wearing white, okay? New Zealand was wearing white, Australia. <laughs> was wearing a very nice green and yellow combination that that mm. had nothing to do with highlighter uh so I don't know what it was I just it's woof oh it's tough do you think that like somebody has been coming into the locker room right before every game and delivering like the worst pretty news. unsettling but not un- bad enough news to stop the match like that's what it feels like it feels like before each game they've received extremely unsettling bad news yeah like your dog ate something terrible is in surgery is expected to make it, but we don't know until this match is over. Now yep. go, good luck. Go, they go might play. Die. They might die. They might not die. They might, yeah. And we won't know until after this match is over. <laughs> because like, even if they were like, your dog died, I'm sorry, you might be like, I'm sad, but I'm going to win this for my dog. Right, right. No, no. <laughs> no. It's weird. They've received weird news. Yeah, that like, is. Maybe your dog will. Schrodinger's win. cat style news that <laughs> we just don't know the answer. Oh my gosh. I Schrodinger's cat came up on Tuesday. Tuesday morning, <laughs> I woke up at six to watch the game. And I was saying to my partner, which jersey should I wear? I think I should wear the Waldo jersey because I haven't worn that yet. Mm. I think that might make them play well. And he was like, Madeline, the game is over. It doesn't matter which jersey you put on. The game is already over. And I said, Schrodinger's cat, it's not over until I've watched it. Correct. Yes. Yes, ma'am. 
Well done, Madeline. Wow, we're both nerds and I love it. I love I have to confess that so the first I don't know if I mentioned this in the first podcast, but the first scoreline in that first match against Sweden was spoiled for me thanks to Peacock. Very angry about that streaming service at the moment. Uh, and now the second two matches, I had to ask loved ones the outcome before I watch. I, I, and I know that's terrible. I couldn't do it, especially that, <laughs> that next match. I, had, I didn't get the score lines. I didn't get the score. I just asked for the outcome because I couldn't do it. How did you feel after finding out each outcome? Well, again, with New Zealand, it was we won. Okay, good. Expect it. And then I watched. Um, and then against Australia, hearing that it was a draw, I was devastated. I was mm. like heartbroken. Now, actually having watched the match, I don't know if I'm as heartbroken because again, as the announcers talked, they did not play that second half. Mm-mm. They passed the ball like to this team and then Australia passed it amongst themselves. We passed it amongst ourselves. So actually after watching that match, I'm like, eh. I don't know what to think about that. That was a we- that was a choice, clearly a choice. So, but I, yeah, I was initially very upset, uh, and then my next question was, "Are we still going through?" And then that was definitely a yes. So then I at least enjoyed the rest of my day until I could sit and watch the match. <laughs> Were you more upset after watching the New Zealand game because despite yes. the scoreline, we didn't really play that well? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's what I thought. Well, should we talk about that game? Let's yeah. talk about that game. Let's talk about New Zealand. 6-1. That was the final outcome there. Again, that sounds pretty exciting. Not thrilled about the fact that it wasn't a shutout, but initially upon hearing that, I was like, oh, cool. And Let's then we get into it. start with the defensive lineup, shall we? Yes. It was different. It was different. I, let's see. Um, anytime you start Emily Sonnet, Again, I'm, I, I, to, I told everyone I was going into this tournament trying to be pro Sonnet, and I have thoughts here. But we have Emily Sonnet, Abby Dahlkemper, Tierna Davidson, and Crystal Dunn. So Becky got the rest, and uh, Kelly O'Hara got the rest uh, in the back there. Midfield? Pretty much what we tend to expect, right? Yes, um, Julie we had Rose, played the entire game. And so Julie exciting. played the full 90, which um, even the commentators seemed pretty surprised. They were expecting, you know, 60 or 70 out of her. She played the entire match, and she looked the best out there, as far yep. as I'm concerned. Incredible. Yep. Uh, and then Lindsay Horan got the start here. You know, I think Mewis just needed to sit down for a few minutes, <laughs> it seemed. Uh, so that was to round out your midfield and then at the top, again, a little interesting, we had Tobin Heath, Carly Lloyd starting, and Megan Rapino. So, yes, and none of them scored. No. Just want to point out. <laughs> I think that's I think that's a they haven't played that much together, those three. That's a weird gel. Or that a gel that they don't have. First of all, Tobin's been out for two months, and then we kept playing uh Lynn. Lynn, thank you. Goodness. See, I got some heat on Twitter. Settle the score Twitter account. Usually me. I got some heat on Twitter when I said that because they were saying, way to blame Lynn for <laughs> the national team's problems. And I was like, I'm blaming Vlatko. Fair point. It's really not Lynn's problem. It's these players' problems. But why weren't they having more time to gel in retrospect? I, I don't totally get that. Yeah. I, I mean, Tobin, you can't do anything about, but the others you could have. Right. And I feel like Megan, I actually feel like she 
came out okay in this match. I was more frustrated with her in the second match. Uh, but I got to give it, you know, Carly is always giving 110% on everything. She really is. <laughs> she just, she really is. I felt in this match, I felt the urgency, which kind of made me a little nervous, actually. Like, but they hustled. Like, every single throw in, they ran. They threw the butt. Like, it was really, really, really quick. Uh, and starting off the match in under 10 minutes with Rose getting that first goal, I think that helped tremendously. She had a fantastic game. To me, Rose and Carly looked like the only two people on the field who were pissed off about last time and decided to do something about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When I'm talking about the performances of the team being lower than the usual are in general, that is with the exception of Rose during this game. Uh, I thought Rose looked looked really really good. good. Yeah. Yeah. I think Rose looked really strong. Um, This was a nice, nice work too by Tobin to get Rose this ball here. And that was, that was exciting. That was really, it felt good to go up 1-0 under 10 minutes. It felt like, okay, like I can take a, I can take a breath. They need to take a breath because they can still remember how to score. Uh, But then we didn't do anything, you know, for another 30, 40 minutes, which, you know, was, was tough. And New Zealand had chances. Lots of chances. It was almost 1-1. Nearly should have been 1-1. And I have to say, Emily Sonnet, I think I would like to see the ratio of her passes that went to our team and that went to the other team. I got so frustrated with her in this match because every time she attempted to clear the ball or pass out of pressure, she she passed to a New Zealand player. I have in my notes, I have like three. Emily, who was going for that ball? Sonnet. Who was that pass to? What are you doing? <laughs> I thought she actually played pretty well. Oh, okay. I, Maybe I'm being too hard on her again, but. I guess I was just like, well, everyone's passing to the other team now. I guess that's what we do. I thought she had some pretty good defensive moves. I was never too worried about the people she was covering. She was able to get back. I mean, it wasn't great, but She I, was able to get back. I'll give her that. But good. she was, was missing better, headers. Better for her. Also, Kelly played horrible in the first match. Yeah, she did. I thought maybe improvement. Maybe, maybe I thought though, coming Kelly in the, the next match was better, but he was a bright spot of the Australia match. Yeah. I just, I felt like Sonnet was in the mix a lot and I just didn't think she was contributing to the mix. Like I, I, I wanted to see her be just create more opportunity, which she has in the past. She has gotten up into the mix, played balls across, uh, up, you know, in the box, in the attacking third. And I just, for whatever reason tonight or that night, you know, she just was not making that happen. And like you said, nobody was, but she was just missing headers, missing passes. I was just so frustrated. And then I was like, you're right. The only other option right now is Kelly in that spot, or maybe you could bring in crazy, um, Casey Kruger to play that right side, but she normally doesn't. She normally plays left. I don't know. I was just frustrated with the defensive line here. And what Woof. did you think about Abby Dahlkemper? Woof. What what happened? Her dog is in surgery. Her dog <laughs> must be. Because she, I mean, she falls and, you know, that results in the one goal. Um for New Zealand that they had, but she, that was bad. I mean, she was just missing stuff right and left. She was getting beat. She was getting, she wasn't, I feel like she didn't have good spatial awareness of the field because she had players behind her or somebody, you know, just off to her shoulder 
that I felt like when the ball got to that person, she was like, oh, there's a person there and now they have the ball. Like it didn't feel like there was any anticipation. I, I don't know. It was like she had blinders on and could only see in front of her. My question is why? I, I, I just don't see any reason. I don't either. You know, we've talked about Zal Kemper before. Be, you know, she's played like every minute up until recently, you know, this last match or two for the women's team for the last like year or two. I mean, she's just put in a tremendous amount of work. Now, I don't think she's seen the pressure that she's seen, you know, against Sweden and even New Zealand and Australia, but I don't know what was happening. She did in the World Cup, though. It's not like she hasn't been here before. Yeah, but it's been like, what, a year and a half? I guess so, More but I would have thought that rest would have done her good. I, I think it, almost it was too much, and I there were certain matches, not all of them, but there were certain teams that we played where, you know, Becky Sauerbrunn got one touch on the ball. Like, you know, it was all midfield and attacking just because that, you know was the, the level of team we were playing. And I was worried that that was going to prove a, a problem for our defense once we got into tougher tournament play like this. But I didn't expect Dahl Kemper to just fizzle out the way she did in this match. Just a f- true fizzle. <laughs> just... What happened? Is it pure statistical luck where just too many of our players ha- just happen to be fizzling all at once? I, I don't know. A thought occurred to me that it's so competitive to get on the roster that maybe once they got on the roster, they were so relieved that they like couldn't compete anymore or something. I don't know. <laughs> Is that the problem? They have nothing to play for once they're on the team. Now they'll have something to play for, so I guess we'll see. Anyways, we're talking about this game. I don't need to keep guessing what's wrong. Um, the second goal that Lindsay scored was nice. That was huge. That felt really good. And I think that other almost goal came just minutes before this one and it felt like it could have been 1-1 going into half and now it's 2-0 going into half and that is a huge difference obviously huge relief that really changed the narrative (laughs) it did Uh, you know I think we could all go into halftime a little bit easier Um, and then coming out you know this was heartbreaking uh, with Abby Ersig yeah. I mean, I wanted us to destroy them, but I never wanted Abby Ersig to have an own goal. I love Abby Ersig. I respect New Zealand. I respect her. That just, no winning was worth that. It stunk. <laughs> yeah, I think um, she was just trying to get it out. She was just trying to clear it and just headed it right in. So that was that was really sad. Um, that put them at us at 3-0. Um, by the 63rd minute. And then New Zealand um, scored one in the right goal against us. <laughs> uh, this is the one where it was just like a long ball. Abby was coming back. And the other thing is, I've never thought Abby as, you know, I've never thought of her as not having enough steam to get there, but she was slow, uh, at least in she comparison. so slow. Everyone looked slow. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they did, except for Carly. Carly did not look slow to me. She's but anyways, just a robot. That's I don't, the difference. We don't Carly's understand not a human. Her. She doesn't care if her dog dies. <laughs> She's a soccer robot, not programmed to feel. That's what we need. Then we need a lot more Carly Lloyds to win this match against the Netherlands. You're right. uh, anyways, that was um, Betsy Hassett that scored that one. Um, beautifully done. Just. Abby went down. It was a misstep. She tried. Well, she also tried to clear it and was unsuccessful in that attempt. It was frustrating. I, I. But you know what? I'm also not surprised because the 
the breakdowns in the defense right there, eventually anyone will capitalize on that. Anyone. So then we had a flurry of substitutions. Boom. Which I think helped. Casey Kruger came on for Crystal in the 84th minute, though. So I'm pretty worried about Crystal that we're asking too much of Crystal. She's played almost every minute. Yeah, she has. Are we not going to start her against the Netherlands? That's bananas. We have to. No, we definitely will. We definitely will. Sam Mewis, in the 67th minute, I got ahead of myself, came on for Rose to no great shakes, honestly. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Alex came in for Carly in the 74th minute, and Kristen came on for Pino in the 68th minute. So those all kind of happened around the same time. Mewis, Morgan, and Press. And I would say the play improved. Personally. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And I mean, we did have a couple more goals that, you know, we had Kristen, uh, Kristen press scoring in the 80th minute. And that was from Julie. That was beautiful. Uh, that, that kind of bringing it back across from the right sideline. So that, that was, was really awesome. nice. I think I want to say, I, I, I am so happy to see Julie in there and doing well. I think that she has been so key to, I know we were saying, you know, we, we'd always said that Julie was the player that we couldn't lose. Then we lost her. And then we seem to be doing fine with Lindsay Hran and Sam Mewis. But if Sam is not in shape, not physical shape, but whatever mental, she's mental. just out of it. Uh, then we absolutely desperately need Julie Ertz. Uh, and she has, I think just done a tremendous job for us the past two matches. So that was great. Amazing to see Kristen Prescott on the board. I, I wanted to see her get one in Australia so bad, and it just was not connecting. Also, you know what? I Sorry, we skipped ahead into the second half. We completely <gasps> skipped the uh, all the disallowed goals Oh right! in that first half. I was trying half. to put those out of my mind. I mean, oh, we my just couldn't stay on side. Goodness. We could not stay on sides. They had a good step, but at least one of those, I mean, they did not appear off to me. No. Just, I don't know. They got offsides happy. I don't know. It seemed like a lot of people thought the same thing. I think at least one of those could have counted. I think it was nice that we got some finishing practice, but we just need to stay on sides, obviously. That end all be all. Stay on sides. <laughs> we can make those real. We have the speed up front. We don't have to cheat by one inch, which is what it looked like we were offsides by. I thought that was so representative of the way in which we're sucking. Just (laughs) kind of inexplicably like, you know how to do this, but you're just not doing it. Yeah. Why? I don't know. They're just offside. They're just offside. Who's to say? Uh, To round out our scoring, though, (laughs) we had... um, Alex Morgan find the back of the net um, with the lovely assist from from Kristen Press. So that put us up at 5-1 in the 87th minute. How did you feel at this point? We had gotten a couple more. I wanted more goals. I was feeling sort of like, ugh, we should have had more goals here. Goal differential could be important. Yeah, absolutely. I wasn't feeling great. I was, I was, Macario came in at the 84th minute along with uh, Kruger that I mentioned earlier. And I was really excited about Macario's play. She looked the best I've seen her. Yeah, I'll agree. She did look pretty good. I was a little, 
I one of the things that I think we can appreciate about Macario, and I think we may have said this the first time we saw her play, was she comes in and she does not look like the you know the newbie that she is. She has kind of an air of confidence on the field, and I think that's very calming. And I think she really carries herself well. And I mean, yes, we were up at this point a good bit, but still. You know, it's an Olympic match. It's high stakes. And I think the way she carried herself was really great. And I think, I don't know, really excited to see what comes of her in the future, obviously. Yeah. but She did some playmaking. I mean, I, I, I put her in more this tournament because what we're doing isn't working. So <laughs> that is true. Woof. Uh, and then the own goal at the end at 90 plus three. I, I did feel less bad about that one because I did feel that Kristen really earned it. Yeah. Oh. Still, that's rough. Two own goals and a scoreline of 6-1. Ah, well. It is what it is. it wasn't the triumph I had been hoping for. It wasn't the triumph. No, I really, I will say again, with at least one of those disallowed goals on our side, you know, and even with the own goals, at least it was a little bit more exciting to watch this match. It wasn't... It was frustrating at times, don't get me wrong, but I was like, okay, at least at least there's some action happening here. I also watched it live, and the difference between watching it live and not live is so huge. It was so much more fun to watch it live for me. There is just something about watching them not live, and I guess that's my fault for not waking up at four like I said I was going to, but it's, uh, it's kind of a bummer. Not that I don't care about it, but it's just not really as fun. It has a different feel. It really does. This whole Olympics is pretty depressing. <laughs> oh, don't say that. People are doing well. Maybe not our team. Maybe not the U.S. at all. But, hey, we won gold in uh, women's surfing. That was exciting. That's cool. I heard there are no waves, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was just weird. It was like a tropical storm coming in. Katie Ledecky um, won the 1500. Yep. Also, spoilers if you haven't seen these maps. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was like two days ago now. <laughs> I know. Uh, that was exciting. There, there have been some. There have been some triumphs. The Philippines won their first ever Olympic gold medal, and it was um, in Olympic weightlifting at uh, the 55 kilogram women's division, which was very exciting. That's legit. So cool. Okay, you're cheering me up. Okay. Good. Good. I was going to say, there have been some, it's those little stories that do come out, those little nuggets that you got to hold on to. Um, she was precious. Also, we won gold in women's fencing, which I watched that whole match. That was exciting. In and the foil. three on three basketball. And three on three. I was bummed out about the softball team, I got to say. I know. That was pretty heartbreaking. Yeah. Well, speaking of heartbreaking, <laughs> should we talk about this Australia match a little bit more, too? Hey. There's not a ton to talk about. There really isn't. There I really mean, isn't. Starting lineup wise, you've got to give it up to Vlatko for not starting Dahlkemper. They said that she had an injury. I was like, why didn't they just say they weren't starting her because she was terrible? Yeah. I, you know what? I was not. I, and I think, you know, we'll talk about this more, but putting Tierna in in her spot, Tierna played fantastic. Yeah, she did a great job. She, for me, was one of the bright spots of this tournament. Agreed. This tournament, this match. Um, but yeah, sure, the tournament so far. Uh, she has played so well. And we've been talking about her for a long time now, saying that she's going to be the future, but maybe her future's here. I mean, she just looks so good. She made tackles 
safe tackles when she needed to. I just thought she she looked so good. I was really thrilled to see her play. Also, we learned that she wanted to be an astronaut when she was a kid. I was very excited about that because I also have a bit of a a space crazy kind of person. So very exciting. Yeah, she played well. Midfield was Julie again played the entire entire game. So is she ready to play on Friday? I don't know. I mean, I think if you look at that second half, like say they run an average of 10 miles, you know, per half or well, that seems like a lot, but let's say five miles per half. I think in this second half, everybody did about two. Like it was significantly reduced, I think. So I'm hoping that everyone's rested. So You're right. You're right. When you're right, you're right. So it was Julie, Rose and Sam. Rose and Sam didn't Rose didn't look as good. Sam was no great shakes again. No, I I thought Rose looked better than Sam, but again, I agree with you. She was not playing stellar. I would have taken uh, Sam just looked miserable. Bad. Just miserable. I was when they went in at half, I was expecting Lindsay to come in for her at half and instead she came in at 65 minutes and I was like that I mean, I understand, I guess, trying to get her to work it out on the field, but wow. I does every I haven't heard any of the announcers saying this. Does everyone realize how many of our goals Sam Mewis has scored lately? A lot of them. Yeah. 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 So that's scary when she's looking like that. And up top we had CP, Alex, and Pino. Yeah. Who looked fine. Alex, I thought, actually put in a pretty good defensive performance and 100% scored that goal. Yes. Oh, my gosh. When they were drawing the lines and talking about, like, the edge of her, her jersey, like the what T-shirt off. What are you talking about? There's no way you can call that on the sideline. I mean, even with VAR and with the line, it was like she looked on sides. That was insane. Absolutely insane. Should have and been I, a one nothing. And also, if she had scored that goal, that would have changed the game immeasurably. So you know, there's. No I think knowing. so too. I think but. that would have changed a lot um, for us going forward. So that was that was pretty depressing. But yeah, I don't know what the deal is. We gave up a million set pieces in this match too. Mm-hmm. A million uh, free kicks. We gave up corners. It was just like, I don't know. It looks like everybody. Just, I don't know. I do think there's an optimistic way to view this match if we're being too depressing. So I don't agree with this really, but here's the optimistic way to view this match, right? We go into this game, it doesn't matter if we lose. It actually doesn't matter if we lose. We're, we're going to play a team that we've played recently no matter what. We're playing England, the Netherlands, or Brazil. That's, that's it. Um... We had one goal, which was to not allow Australia, who has Sam Kerr, to score, because that's what we're going to have to do against the Netherlands with Miedema, right? So we actually, in that sense, succeeded in, brought up our confidence in keeping the scoreline zero and rested. So maybe in that sense, we did exactly what we needed to do, and that was the plan. I, of course, don't really feel that way, but <laughs> I think <laughs> you just look, Sam Mewis to me is the bellwether 
uh, that shows that that's, that's not actually the narrative. But I do think there's an argument for that's the narrative and it was a success. That makes me feel better, even if it's a false hope. <laughs> but I like that. It was very entertaining to listen to Julie Foudy the entire second half being like, dude, man, I get what they're doing, but it's not in my DNA. The whole, my <laughs> blood vessels would be about to pop. <laughs> Arlo, you know, I don't agree with this. She was being hilarious. <laughs> well, we needed some comedic relief. It was literally just Seriously. playing keep away for the second half, like the entire second half, which again, Perhaps that was, I mean, well, it was very evidently the plan. Uh, by 65 minutes, that was the plan, it seemed. Uh, but again, in this match, too, all of our passes had way too much on them. Again, four to five pe- feet past our target every time. I got frustrated with Rapino. She was looking slow, and then she earned herself a yellow card by, like, grabbing from the back. And then I, I don't know exactly that. I don't know if she got a yellow card for the foul or if... Then, because she, like, got upset, launched the ball away, got a yellow card for that. But either way, like, you're in the middle of a tournament. You don't don't collect yellow cards. Like, are you kidding me? That that was just, uh, like, it, it, to me, it looked like she lost her temper and good on the ref for, you know, for bringing that down. Because that was just dumb. She knows better. She knows way better. Uh, Tierna, again, I just thought she was the shining spot here. She looked fantastic. Alex's goal, we've talked about it, not offsides. I don't know. I'm just trying to think, like, the things that made me happy in this match, Alex's goal, Tierna Davidson, and the bubble that Vlaco blew in his bubble gum that they caught on camera. Oh, I somehow missed that. That's oh, nice. man. <laughs> that made me happy. I'm over there blowing bubbles, cracking up. Not uh, a lot of bright spots, but it's Not a lot of bright there. spots. Kristen Press didn't have a great day. She just, like... Never had the angle on her side. She she took too strong of a touch or one touch too many and just could not get the angles right on goal. I don't know. Woof. It was sort of funny to put Lynn Williams and Carly Lloyd in at the end and tell those two players in particular to just hold the ball. Right, right. Can you imagine Carly? so not Carly's DNA and also not what Lynn is designed to do as a player either. No, Lynn she, runs. She's going to run. It's like a stallion. Let her go. Ugh, I do, you know what? There's like an argument for starting Lynn, honestly, at this point. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't great. Should we talk about what we think the lineup might be or should be against the Netherlands on Friday? We should. I'm torn, but we should talk about it. I think in goal, you absolutely put Franch in. <laughs> or honestly, you know what? Maybe I'm a Jane, Jane Campbell stan right now. I, I don't think you started Alyssa, but that's not going to change. So. I was going to say, they will 100% start Alyssa. I, it'll be Alyssa. What yep. defensive lineup would you like to see? I have a strong preference. You know what? I like what we had against New Zealand. Me too. Kelly O'Hara, Becky, Tierna, and Crystal. That's it. That's it for me. Yep. I'm with you. If something's going on with Doll Kemper, we can't afford it. She's going to have to figure it out. But Tierna's playing fantastic right now. Go with who's hot. Simple. Everyone on that Netherlands team is scoring goals, 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 goals. And yes, they've been playing very easy teams, but they're still hot. So. Yeah. I just, I was so impressed with her play. 
the way she was like shutting down those attempts. Let's keep her in there. Midfield, though. What do you think? Well, I, I think it's pretty clear, too. Definitely Julie. You got to start Julie. I hope she's not tired. She better. She, I hope she's napping right now. Uh, Rose. Yup. Who are you putting in? Lindsay. Lindsay. I don't know what's going on with Sam. I don't. If if I knew what it was, and I had thought she had addressed it, I might start her. But I I don't know what it is, so I can't, in good conscience, say that she can play. Yeah. In such an important game. Yeah, I'm with you. I. In general, I prefer Sam over Lindsay, but I agree. It's the same same argument I just made in the back. If you know, if not that Lindsay is particularly hot right now, but Sam is definitely not. So we'll start Lindsay over Sam, and then you're starting three. Are you going to put Lynn in at the top? No, no. Kristen, Alex, Tobin. I, yes, that is the starting three. I, I think that there's an argument. Kristen here's Carly my issue. Tobin? Kristen, Car- see, here's my issue is, yes, Carly and Alex, they play the same position, but I want Alex and Carly on the field at the same time. And I don't know how to accomplish that exactly. Kristen, Carly, Alex. Kristen. Carly's got to play in the middle. She's yes, Kristen, Carly, Alex. Yes, I would take Tobin off and play Kristen with those two, but I don't know how Alex, like putting Alex on the right and Kristen on the left. I'd, I'd see it. I don't hate that. Yeah. I actually, I, I'd like to see Carly on the field to start. I just feel like she, so wild. she wants it so bad. She wants it so bad and she has the experience. And again, if it's the younger players that are not even that, if it's the younger players that are out there and that are being jittery, Carly is not jittery. <laughs> That's one thing I know. True. Robots uh, don't get jittery. Jitter. <laughs> they don't get jittery. They don't have low blood sugar. They don't get jittery. Uh, yeah, I think that could be fine. I think we're probably going to see Kristen and Alex Tobin, right? I think so. Yeah. Are you gonna, well, this one's at 7 a.m., so I'm you'll be up and watching? For sure, yeah. I want to desperately. I work that night shift, and so generally I have to try to sleep before I go in to sleep in because I'm not a good napper later in the day. But you better sleep. I know, but like if this Simone could be Biles it. Simone has taught us one thing. <laughs> That's it's true. That sports aren't everything. <laughs> That's true. Mm, boy. Do you think we are going to defeat the Netherlands to advance into the tournament? Yes. What do you think the scoreline is going to be? 2-0. Wow. Okay. I think and a, one in each half. <laughs> okay. I think we're going to lose. I think we're going to lose 3-1. Hmm. That's my prediction. A goal differential of two in either scenario. I think it's Netherlands are going to score first. We're going to answer. Then they'll score. And then they'll score again. Now, here's my question about the Netherlands. I don't know enough about their team. And frankly, you know, we've been talking about the depth of this team, but it really hasn't paid off for us that much. Do the Netherlands have depth in the second half? I don't think they have as much depth as us, but I do think they have it. They have enough, basically. 
They're all so young. So they can just run for 90, no problem. Yeah, there's no way we're going to even come close to beating them if we play, if if a different team doesn't show up. I 100% believe you. I am holding out hope that that either Vlaco has either A, figured out what's been going wrong, or B, like, with Australia, planned that, as you said. And the team is feeling better and, you know, got some jitters out against New Zealand and got, you know, on the scoreboard a little bit, and they figured out the offsides thing. Because I think I will say, after the Sweden match, I feel like, apart from Dahl Kemper, the defense started to do a little better against New Zealand. And then I thought they did well against Australia for the most part, especially in the first half. Now, I can't speak much to the second half. But so, like, if we fix the defensive problem, you know, and in New Zealand, we, you know, started to at least fix the putting goals in the back of the net problem. If now we can fix the offsides problem, uh, maybe everything can come together. But I agree. We have to play at the top of our game on Friday or it's or we're done. I, I'm just believing we can do it. I know that we've started other tournaments, and I think I even said this in our last podcast. We've started other tournaments slow. We, You know, 2015, the first half of that tournament was bad, but we made a tactical switch, and that's what – ended up winning us that World Cup. And I don't know that there's a tactical switch to make here, which is why I hope I'm wrong, but I am not optimistic about this match getting better. Yeah. I will say, you know, we sailed through the group. Well, I think we pretty much sailed through the group stage. At least we got nine points coming out of the group stage in the last Olympics, and we went out in the quarters. True. At least this is different. (laughs) We only have four points coming out of group stage. If we lose this game on Friday, though, I think my biggest takeaway will be, like, the lead-up to the tournament just doesn't matter. Because before Mm. the 2019 World Cup, I was like, we look terrible. There's no way we're going to win this. We we were great in the tournament. Um, We weren't playing well before that tournament. We were playing so well all year, I thought. Honestly, I was so optimistic. I was like, this is ours to lose. There's nothing stopping us if we're playing like this. And we're just not that team. So I... It just has, it is not correlated. I'm going to cease to imagine that the lead up play to a tournament and the tournament player correlated in any way. I mean, I don't think you're wrong, especially if we go out on Friday. Uh, What jersey (laughs) do you think we'll wear on Friday? Okay, I am going to wear the one I wore during the New Zealand match. Yeah. Because that was our best one, which is the blue gradient one from the 2015 World Cup. Okay. I actually meant which one do you think the team is going to wear? Oh, sorry. I was like really focused on myself. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Because obviously what I do matters the most, you know? Yeah. uh Yeah. For how they win. What jersey do I think they're going to wear? Well, I don't know. I would hope the red one. Yeah. I'm hoping it's the red and blue one. The pattern one. I like it. Yeah. I'm I'm on board with it now. I'm seeing just disappointment in the white jerseys. I'm over it. Yeah. Also, guys, the Netherlands is orange, and if you've listened to this podcast for any period of time, you know how much I hate orange. I hope they're wearing white or whatever I, their home jerseys are. <laughs> I don't want I them to wear orange. I will cross my fingers for you so hard. Thank you. Also, if they're wearing orange, we cannot wear our blue and reds. It would be woof. Oh, Clash City. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine? Do they get to 
do they get the choice? Like, how does that work? Is it just like I think predetermined? Signed home and away. Yeah. Does it have to do with standings? Like, probably, they're... in which case, Netherlands will probably be home. Oh, good. Then we'll get to wear our cool jerseys, and they'll have to wear white. Perfect. Or whatever their home jersey is. I don't know what their <laughs> we'll home color is. We'll find we'll out. Find out a lot on Friday. Yeah, we will. Oh, guys, it's been real. If we go out on Friday, it's been real. It's been real. We'll if, we can't go out podcast. on Friday because we have talked about this Olympic tournament for a year and a half and for it to be over in four matches. Oh, over half of those would be terrible. Yeah, it's going to be a bummer, but who knows what's going on? Hopefully they'll surprise us. We'll see. Yep. It's in their hands. We've done all we can do. (laughs) Well, if you want to give us your thoughts, tell us that we're being too depressing. Please, please, please tell us that. You can email us at settlethescorepodcast at gmail.com. You can Instagram us at scorepod or tweet us at scorepod. Make us feel better. Go Everyone team USA. A- <laughs> Go team. Have a great week. Tune in Friday, 7 a.m. U.S. versus the Netherlands. Thanks for listening. Bye.